Good evening and welcome to Direct Impact Broadcasting, the station of growth and transformation. Affiliate of Creative Broadcasting presents Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson with your host, Taiwana Wilson, as she welcomes her guest to the studio. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Welcome, friends, to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. I am your host and leadership mentor, Tywana Wilson. I want to welcome you in for another amazing episode. I have a mentor for you who's going to be talking about some awesome, awesome nuggets. But before we get into bringing our mentor on the stage, I have a couple of announcements. As you know, on Tuesdays, we also release another episode of the Elaborate Topics podcast. And guess what? Today marks the 100th episode of the Elaborate Topics podcast. So I hope you caught that episode today where we went down memory lane, went through our favorite episodes and kind of gave a snippet or a highlight. I'm not going to give it all away in case you missed it, but you have to check it out. You can catch it on directimpactbroadcasting.com or your favorite podcast platform. And we actually did a video for you so you can catch the video version of us talking about our favorite episodes. And you never know, maybe you were one of the lab professionals that we actually highlighted in our episode. So come on in, introduce yourself, let us know where you're coming in from so that we can welcome you in properly. So while you're coming in, I am going to bring on our mentor for tonight. So I'm super excited. I hope you all are super excited too. So without further ado, our mentor for tonight, Ms. Katrina McGee. Katrina, how are you? I am so good. Thank you for having me. <laughs> well, thank you for coming in and sharing with my audience. Thank you for coming and giving us wisdom. And like every mentor that we have, I always like for you to tell where you are coming in from. Where are you located? This is a fun question. So <laughs> I have been a digital nomad for four years. So I don't have a home. I sold most of my things. So tonight I am coming to you from Austin, Texas, um, en route to Seattle to visit some friends. Nice. Yeah. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Well, hopefully you'll give us a little bit more of that backstory because that sounds exciting. Living life on your own terms, your own way. I love it. Yeah, <laughs> I do too. <laughs> so Katrina is going to talk to us a little bit about how to use a career break to help you land your dream job. And I know a lot of you out there are looking for and hoping for and working towards your dream job. So let me tell you a little bit about Katrina and her journey. And she'll tell us more. And she got to tell us more about being a digital nomad. But she is a career break and sabbatical coach, a certified life coach with an MBA who helps nine to fivers like most of you out there design breaks to create happier more fulfilling lives. After saving $40,000 in 18 months, Katrina sold her possessions, left her corporate job for a 20-month break to travel the world. Upon returning, she landed five job offers in just five weeks, paid off $42,000 of debt, and later embarked on career break number two. Katrina helps her clients create fail-proof plans to leave their jobs and take successful breaks of their own. They return from their breaks recharged, inspired, happily employed, and forever changed. The accomplishments of her 40-plus clients include writing novels, traveling the world, changing careers, and more. Katrina is an enthusiastic world traveler and digital nomad. 
Her advice on career breaks, money management, and international travel has been shared across various websites, blogs, and podcasts, including Forbes, Smarter Travel, Thrive Global, and HuffPost. Whoa. Hey. <laughs> well, look at you. <laughs> That's right. That's right, Tawana. Well, I'm excited to get right into what you have to share with us, because I know a lot of our audience are in jobs. They might be unfulfilled. They might not be happy. They might be thinking, man, I need a break. I need a career break, but I don't even know what that looks like. I've worked mm -hmm. all of my life and I wouldn't even know where to get started with that. So why don't you talk to us a little bit about your journey and how they too can can decide if that may be the right fit for them right now in their life. Yeah, absolutely. So, you know, uh, as a career break and sabbatical coach, I help people make not only make the break possible, but make it a transformative experience. And so, you know, when people think about career success, right, we often default to thinking, I have to navigate promotions. I have to navigate company politics. I've got to navigate like, you know, the job hop so that I can get that raise and, you know, just sort of have more opportunities. But there's a whole entire avenue that we're, we're overlooking. And, you know, that's why I'm here tonight is to, to shine the light on using a career break as an opportunity to actually boost your career success and to give yourself that break that you need. So taking time to pause, reevaluate, reconnect with yourself and inspire yourself, re-inspire yourself is actually, in my opinion, the best way to come back and find an amazing job opportunity while also recovering from burnout and healing, you know, everything that needs to be healed. So I'm here tonight to share how when you plan thoughtfully and intentionally, your break can lead to a better work situation once it's over, including a dream job, which is actually what happened to me. So, you know, you alluded to it in my bio, but you know, I took a 20 month break to travel around the world and I had only been in my second career post MBA for three years when I quit my job to travel around the world. So on paper, somebody that has three years in the second career um, leaves that job and travels for almost two years could have a really tough time coming back into the job market. But what I found is that planning a break intentionally that guarantees personal success means that you come back as a more fulfilled, more restored, more inspired, more collaborative, just a really strong and powerful version of yourself. It's like you upgrade and up-level your own being, which then creates more opportunity. So, you know, first I want to talk about how can you know if a sabbatical or a career break is right for you? Um, there are four main reasons that people take breaks and four sort of categories that people fall into. So one is that you're feeling burned out. And I think a lot of people can probably relate to this one. You know, there's the physical burnout where you have those physical symptoms, but there's also mental burnout and sometimes a, a lack of engagement and just going into a job where you don't actually want to be day after day, year after year can mentally burn you out as well, even if you aren't exhibiting the physical symptoms. So this is one reason people take a break. Another one is because, you know, for a lot of us, we need that space. We need to create space for us, right? We have careers that are spanning 40, 50 years. Those two to three weeks of vacation really don't cut it as far as giving ourselves the time to grow, the time to really connect with people that we love, to reconnect with ourselves. And so sometimes it's about reclaiming that space and just needing to clear everything, just wipe it off, right? Take it all <laughs> off the table and then thoughtfully start putting the things back on. Um, the third reason that I see quite often is feeling really misaligned and uninspired. So you've been going, going, going. Maybe the goal that you've been chasing resonated with 25-year-old you, 30-year-old you, maybe 35-year-old you. But at some point, the goal that you are chasing or the path that you're on no longer fits you. Maybe it never fit you, but you are left feeling completely uninspired and looking at your life sort of in hindsight saying, okay, I've done all of that, but there has to be more. There has to be something different. This path that I'm on is not my own. And I thought I was going to be and do so much more. And I'm, I'm ready to try to figure out what that is. And the last reason is the one that sometimes hardest to give ourselves permission for, but I think it's equally as valid as the other three reasons. And that's because you want to. It's because you have a big dream. You know, my break started as a dream to travel around the world 
for one year, which is something you could never do while <laughs> working a job, right? That would be, <laughs> yeah, that would be really hard. So having a big dream, wanting to write a novel, wanting to see the world, wanting to spend time with your family, like there's nothing wrong with that. And that in and of itself is a completely justifiable reason to take a break. So with that said, right, you're on board. You're like, yeah, I want to take a break, but where do I even start? How does one plan a break? How do I make sure it's going to be a successful experience? It right. feels very overwhelming, right? Like, where do I even start? <laughs> um, so yeah, I'm going to break it down. I got three steps for you that if you can address these three steps, you will create a foundation for a break and have a much better idea of what you need to get out of this experience to make it successful for you. And I'm all about personal success. You know, your version of a break is going to be different than my version of a break is going to be different than every client has a different version of what success means to them. And so they're all doing different things. But at the end of the day, the first step is to get really clear on your purpose. So what is your why for taking this break? And, you know, it's really important to understand that for two reasons. One if you have to work towards saving money or, you know, finishing out projects, um, working towards this goal, especially if it involves saving money, can be very hard. And you will question yourself and you will wonder while you're in process of saving or planning for this break, have I lost my mind? I don't know a lot of people that have done this. I feel like I'm going crazy. Like, I don't need a break. I wanted a break, but maybe I don't need a break. I just need a longer <laughs> vacation. That'll solve everything, right? Your purpose helps pull you back. It helps recenter you to why you are doing this. If you're sacrificing, you know, it reminds you why you're sacrificing. If cool, exciting opportunities come along and you're like, oh, I could take this promotion. This is an amazing once in a lifetime opportunity. And who needs this break anyway? It centers you and grounds you back into why you want and need this break. So having a purpose is sort of this beacon of light that reminds you what the sacrifice is for, where you're heading, and why it is valuable. So on those dark days, it keeps the light lit for you. And on the beautiful, happy, amazing days where you could get distracted, it it pulls you forward. So knowing your purpose, knowing your why. You know, some of my clients, one of my clients yesterday uh, turned in her homework to come up with her purpose, and she deemed it the reawakening. And I thought that was freaking amazing, right? Like the idea of reawakening to her life. I mean, how great is that? Um, so it's just, you know, it can be anything. There's no wrong answer, but really understanding what this break means to you. So second step, once you have your purpose is to come up with your three to four themes, no more than four. And what a theme is, is a need, right? So when you think about this time, some people might need restoration. They might need healing. Some people might want to detox. Maybe, you know, they've sort of gone off the health train and they're like, you know, I really just need to detox like my bad eating habits and just sort of like let that work stress go. I was feeling like this toxic energy was inside of me and I just want to release it all. For some people, it's about rest and restoration. And it's literally just, I want to read and I want to take naps and I want to be at home without guilt. And I want to just wake up without an alarm clock. And I want to go to bed on Sunday feeling so excited for Monday and I want to wake up on Monday feeling like the whole world is ahead of me, right? And that is totally valid too. But what these themes will do for you is these themes will be the building blocks that help you plan a successful break. So essentially it's the cheat code. It's the four, three to four things that you need for this experience to give you everything that you wanted and everything that you needed. So, you know, some examples from past clients are things like learning, adventure, reconnection to themselves, connection to other people or connection and community, building a sense of community and taking time to really put roots down and get more integrated into the world around them. For a lot of my clients, one of their themes is lifestyle 4.0, right? How can I come out of this break and create a whole entire next chapter that feels so much more aligned and so much more true to who I am and what I'm here to do and what I want to contribute, right? Mm -hmm. For some of my clients, you know, they literally go on a learning extravaganza. And for some of my clients, joy is something They've lost, right? No hobbies, no fun, work, 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 recover from work on the weekends, work, 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 maybe take care of family. And so a joy immersion is one that has come up several times for some of my clients where they experimentally try to reconnect with what joy is and what brings them joy, especially now in life, right? 
again, there are no right or wrong answers. I have seen so many themes, you know, through my time as a career break and sabbatical coach. One of my favorites was um, the theme of savoring. So one of my clients came up with savor. We came up with savor as her theme. And it was all about slowing down to enjoy life, savoring the food, savoring the sunset, savoring the moments, savoring the laughter, and just really being present. Whatever it is for you, it's all okay, right? But you have to know what it is because when you start putting activities on your list and you start thinking about how much time do I really want to take off, right? Money might dictate part of that, but a big piece of that too is what do I want to do with this time? Like how much time do I need to do the things I really need and want to do? And so starting with your themes, make sure that all the activities that you put on your wish list and to-do list actually ladder back up to meeting your deepest, most important, authentic needs. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. It's all about- I love it. That is great. Thank you. Yes. It's like living with intention, (laughs) right? It's being thoughtful and getting what you need out of this experience. And so, you know, once you have your four themes, there are sort of these pillars. And so when you think about what would I do with this time off, you might have some dreams already in your mind, right? For me, it was traveling to Southeast Asia because it's super far away. The time zones are really different. And I felt like if I'm going to go that far, I want to really be there. I want to spend like three or four months traveling through Southeast Asia and just eating all the good food and meeting the people (laughs) and smelling the smells and seeing the sights, right? I don't want to go for 10 days and have to rush back. And so, you know, as you are planning this break, Those activities, you will often find those dreams you have that you are allowing to finally come to the surface will ladder up to one of your four themes. But what you want to make sure is that your themes are being met. So you don't want to plan a break that's all Instagram fabulous and looks great in photos, but leaves you feeling exhausted, still burned out, still worn down, still completely clueless as to what you want to do with the next chapter of your life, right? Like that's not a successful break and you will struggle (laughs) trying to reintegrate if that's all you've done, right? Right. So it's about giving yourself that space to plan a break that gives you everything you need. And like I said, if learning is your theme, when you have the opportunity to take a cooking class in the South of France, you know that spending the money on that and spending the time on that is valuable and it's worthwhile and it's feeding your soul as far as like that desire to learn and that desire to be present. Maybe you're learning a foreign language, right? When it comes to where do I spend my time and money, if it's on a theme, you know that it's thumbs up, good to go, right? So you got your purpose. You've really spent some time thinking about your three to four themes. That is the foundation of the break. And so you start laddering in all these ideas to bring your themes to life or figuring out where your really exciting ideas match back up to your themes and you make them even better and you make them even bolder. But the critical third step (laughs) is you got to think about your re-entry, right? So if you think about it up front, (laughs) you give yourself so much peace, right? Because you, that's true. Yeah. You will freak out (laughs) multiple times when you're doing something really like controversial or unconventional. Your brain will literally lose, lose its mind multiple times. You will have meltdowns. You might cry. You might question everything. That's part of the process, right? You are creating a path. You're not following someone else's path. You're creating a path, which by default means there are moments of uncertainty, which Mm -hmm. is beautiful, but also terrifying. And so if you can start to pre-plan for that re-entry, you start to thoughtfully set aside time and money to figure out what's going to come next. What is my next right step? And that, my friends, is the secret to having a smooth transition back. Okay, so Katrina, like reentry sounds great, but what the heck is that and how do I actually design one? Right. (laughs) Yeah, it's really, it can be really simple, right? We can't know every single thing that you're going to do on your reentry yet because we have to leave space for, you know, you on month six of this break, all the insights, all the awareness, all the freedom, all the peace that you have, we have to let that version of you influence the re-entry period as well. But we can prepare for it and we can set aside money for it and we can get some ideas flowing. So when you think about how much time does one even spend in a re-entry period, I have a rule of thumb. My rule of thumb is one for every six, meaning for every six weeks that you plan to be on a break, dedicate one of those weeks towards your re-entry period at a minimum. So if you were going to take a six-month break, that would be about 24 weeks. So divide by six, right? That's four weeks. So you would want to spend four of those 24 weeks or about a month on a re-entry period at a minimum. You could spend more if you wanted to. And what this does is it gives you the time and space to re-enter, to readjust. I mean, 
having complete wild unabandoned freedom is amazing. It can be challenging, <laughs> but it's also amazing. But when you have to like give it up, right? And find that next job or that next opportunity, it can feel very heavy. So you need time to process your feelings around that. You're allowed to be annoyed. You're allowed to feel, you know, like disappointed. That's part of the emotions. Those are the emotions that come up. And if you've traveled around the world like I did, you also have a reverse culture shock, you know, having everything your way all the time, different sites, different smells, different languages, different ways of doing things. You need time to readjust when you come back. So understanding that, right, you've got to prepare enough time for that. Now, the next piece is setting aside a budget. And only you know what that number will be. But if you have a time in mind, right? So for me on my 20-month break, I actually spent about four and a half months in a re-entry period because I was trying to figure out, you know, was I going to start a new career? What was I going to do? Trying to figure out my goal and really have fun with it and make it feel spacious. But when you think about the time that you want to spend, that starts to give you an anchor point for the budget, right? Are you going to do your re-entry at home? Are you going to, you know, maybe live with loved ones, you know, for that time while you're figuring out your transition? Or maybe you'll just go back to your house. Maybe you've been paying the mortgage and renting your place out. And so you're just going to go back and you know what your monthly mortgage payment is. So you can just start to set a general budget. But you want to set aside time and money so that when it's time to start figuring out what comes next, you are not doing it from a desperate place. You're doing it from a curious, inspired, optimistic place, right? Because if you don't, you will come back from that break being like, oh my God, I have to find a job. I don't even know what I'm going to do. I don't know if anyone's going to hire me. I have to find a recruiter. I don't know what I'm going to, right? It's just right. all the panic, all the panic. And I don't want that for you, right? You don't want that for you. So set aside some time and money proactively to figure it out. The last piece, the last special ingredient in a successful reentry period that you want to sort of pre-plan and think about as you're planning your break up front is, is being aware of what your goal might be. Now, your goal can change, mm -hmm. totally can change, but even having an anchor point of what you think that goal will be. So for some, actually many of my clients, it's transitioning, right? So it might be transitioning into a new career. For a lot of my clients, it's transitioning into freelancing or entrepreneurship. And for some of my clients, you know, it's going back into the work world. But the, the goal of that is to find a better job or to find a dream job or to find a job that feels even more expansive and even more aligned than the job that they had given up to be on this break. But you want to just have that goal in mind so that you, when you come into that period, you know, you kind of have ideas floating around of what you could do with that time and you kind of have an idea of how much it might cost and you can put it all together. And I can tell you that amazing things happen when you do this because you give yourself permission to be present on this fantastic experience. You give yourself permission to not worry. And when you're on, on a beach in Thailand, like sipping your cocktail and your brain poof starts freaking out, <laughs> you can tell your brain, oh, brain, we've got this. Like I'm worrying about this in October. So you can just stop right now. Like this is not the time. I've, I've calendared this and you can come back in October and freak out mm -hmm. and melt down and we'll figure it out. Right. Mm -hmm. um, and it's just the most fantastic thing. So you know, I've had clients as far as re-entry periods, what do they really look like? You know, I've had clients that were on a break, living their best life and had people come to them and ask them to take on contracts that paid more than the last job they had, right? They have a skill set. They have a great network. Uh, you know, many different things contribute to this, but they basically have someone in their life who knows they're on a break, who has this need to open up and they reach out and say, listen, I know you're on a break, but would you consider coming out of the break for us to do this thing? You can do it part-time. We'll pay you a lot of money. I've had multiple clients have this. It's like the most, it's the most fun when this happens because they don't even have to think about a resume. They don't even have to think about, you know, applying for a new job or figuring right. it out. It just comes to them. They like attract it in. But you know, I also have clients that decide to launch their own thing and they either become digital nomads or they become freelancers and they start their own business. And then I have other clients who start new careers or go back to an old career, but with a shift. So for me personally, right, we talked about landing that dream job. What was true for me is that after 20 months of traveling around the world, spending time with my family, being in a re-entry period, really figuring out my goal, figuring out my why, figuring out my next chapter, I was so freaking empowered and clear on what I wanted. And so I showed up for those interviews very powerfully. I, I very much boasted about my break. Like, you want to hear about what I've done. You want to hear about how it's changed me. You want to hear about how I'm going to be the most awesome contributor to your team you've ever had with my infectious energy, with my zeal, and with this perspective that I have that most people don't have. And so in that experience, you know, once my resume was completed and I figured out how I was going to talk about my break, 
I put my resume online and within five weeks, I landed five job offers, including a dream job to work in the natural and organic product industry, which, you know, I'm a whole food shopper. That was like, those are all my products. I freaking nerd out over that stuff. And so I got to work in that industry and it was the most amazing opportunity that I could never have imagined and I would not have had if it wasn't for that break. And part of my passion, right, was evident in my cover letter um, when my manager was seeing me apply and he got my resume and he got my cover letter. And it's like, I want someone that is this passionate about what she believes in and I want her on my team. And so, you know, I created an opportunity for something even more fantastic than what I had left behind, which is exactly what I want for you. So... Think about a break, feeling burned out, feeling tired, feeling misaligned, craving something more, feeling like you just want some space. You can take it and you can actually create an even better chapter once it's over. Wow. Katrina, that was awesome. And it was something that I had I hadn't heard of before and I hadn't even thought about before, but I can see how necessary that is because as you know now, people are exhibiting, you know workplace burnout. I'm a medical lab professional by background. And in our industry, I mean, it's at an all-time high with people really feeling that burnt out. They're leaving a profession, retiring, and all of that fatigue, healthcare fatigue. And so I can see how this could definitely be beneficial for somebody to kind of recharge and refocus, especially coming out of COVID, where at least like I said, my background is healthcare where people were taking care of others and it's like they're exhausted. Absolutely. You know, absolutely. I like I like to give the analogy. It's like, you know, we're so busy running the race and we feel like if we stop, we're going to miss everything. It's going to pass us by. We're going to lose. We're going to come in last place. But when you take a break, what you're actually doing is like you stop the running, you go mm -hmm. off, you hydrate, you take care of yourself. And then somebody gives you a bicycle and says, okay, have fun, get back on the race. And it's like soon enough, you're passing people by, right? It's kind of like you stop to go faster. Mm -hmm. That's awesome. So I'm sure when you first came up with this or first did it, your friends, your network, your community, and maybe even your family was like, Katrina has lost her mind. Yeah. <laughs> what the heck is she going to do? <laughs> she she getting ready to take a what is it? Take a break. She getting ready to quit working and travel the world. So we could have other people that are that are watching this or listening to it, listen to the replay. And this idea sounds awesome. But they have that fear of all I know is work. Like, how, what would you tell somebody that they would this would be reprogramming themselves to think another way? Yeah, absolutely. You know, definitely there were people that thought I was, you know, maybe a little off my rocker, but. The majority <laughs> of people were actually, they weren't jealous, but they were envious, right? It was like, you can do that? That's amazing. Kind of crazy, but also amazing. And I think you'll find there are a lot of people that desire this and don't even know that they desire it because the second it enters their brain, they just dismiss it as a crazy idea. And so, you know, I think one of the very first things that it comes down to is giving yourself permission, right? Mm -hmm. One of the things I think is so important to ask ourselves is okay, why can't I? Whose rule is that, right? Mm -hmm. And if it's your parents, if it's your peers, if it's your community, right? If there are people that you know are going to like give you some friction, question what you're doing, or that, you know, like even in your brain, you know, people's voices that you can even imagine that make it feel like this is a bad or wrong decision, ask yourself, do I want to recreate the results that they have? Do I want their life? Do I want to actually be them and have that experience? Because that is what you're signing up for, right? And if you don't want that life, if you don't want to be burned out, if you don't want to secretly hate your job and just push through to retirement, believing that it's suddenly going to get better when you're 60, you know, 60, 65, like if you don't want that life, you are going to have to do things differently. And I believe, you know, so many of us think life is a dress rehearsal for the real thing. And it's like, as, as hard as it is to really embody this, it's absolutely not, right? This is it. This is it. The health you have now, don't take it for granted. The, the cognitive ability that you have now to appreciate things, don't take it for granted. The state of the world that allows you to travel, don't take it for granted. Nothing is promised, right? So if you want to keep going down the path that you're on, great. But if it feels bad, 
Hint, it is never going to start magically feeling better. It is just going to feel worse. You are a human, right? We spend over 90,000 hours working in our lifetime. Taking a six-month break is like taking 1,000 working hours back for ourselves. Like you are a human being, not a human doing. You deserve the space to be, to regenerate, to recuperate, to restore. Professional athletes do it, right? They don't just run and run and run and never take a break. Like they actually need time to let their muscles heal and rebuild stronger. And that is exactly what a break is. And I wish, right, that it was more accepted. It's becoming more accepted because of this pandemic and all the stress it's created, which I think, you know, is is a beautiful byproduct of that. And LinkedIn has started adding it as a feature so that people can talk about it on their profiles. But you have to really ask yourself, you know, if I don't give myself permission to live my life, if no one's going to magically come give this gift to me, when is my time? When is my chance? And the answer is never if you don't really take ownership over your life and try to create and give yourself what you need. Yeah, you're right about that. You know, because their life and working is not really built with breaks. So I love that you talk about being intentional and having that framework of thinking about, you know, how you're going to take the break. I love the whole having a theme you know, savoring those moments, being able to travel if that's what you want to do or relax if that's what you want to do. But I love that having the themes and getting back to your why. And we hear that a lot. Really, it doesn't matter in whether it's your personal why or for your business, your why, but that why is very important for your sustainability, really, in life. So I really like that framework. And then not just, okay, take a break, but think about how you're going to re-enter into the workforce or your second or third act or whatever the case may be. So I really love that framework that you talked about. Yeah. Thank you. So I do want to cover, because some people might be watching and maybe they've never heard the term digital nomad. <laughs> I don't want to assume that, that everybody knows, but can you just tell the people exactly what that means in case they're like, yeah, Katrina's a digital nomad and I'm not really <laughs> sure what that means, but I know she said she was traveling. <laughs> yeah. Oh my gosh, it's so fun. Yeah, of course, of course. So I am a digital nomad, which means I'm location independent. So I do my work 100% remotely and I take advantage of that by moving around, right? I live in different places. So there are many ways to be a digital nomad. I actually took a cruise in 2019, um, right before COVID. And I went from Barcelona to Brazil, which was a two-week at-sea cruise, which is just crazy in and of itself. But I went with 300 other digital nomads. It was a cruise called the Nomad Cruise, and it was with a bunch of other digital nomads. And so I discovered, you know, some people move around every few months, and they get like a home base, and then they move to a new country, or they move to a new state or a new place. For some people, you know, they have a home base for six months, and then they spend six months, they, they work really hard at their home base, and then they take six months off to just travel and sort of find balance, you know, in that way. There's a million ways to do it. But the way that I do it is um, in 2018, I sold pretty much everything that I owned for the second time. And what little I had left fit into my Toyota Corolla. So I drove it over to my mom's house and I was like, mom, I'm going to borrow your spare bedroom closet. And the few things that I owned went to the back of the closet. And I basically travel around. So I technically don't have a home. And I just, you know, what I love about the way that I currently get to nomad is that it allows me the opportunity to say yes to things, to say yes to the things I really want to do. So as an example, next week, I'm flying to Seattle. I'm flying to Seattle because two of my coworkers from my General Mills days, I love, love, love as people and humans, um, want to have a girl's trip. And I'm like, yes, I would like to have a girl's trip. So I can say yes to that and I can make that happen. And then we're going to go to Vancouver. Um, you know, I came to a business conference here in Austin. I just said yes. And it didn't matter that it was in Austin because where else am I going to be? And so what I love is that, you know, when my mom is like, we miss you, come home, we want to see you. Or when something happens, you know, that like my family needs me or a friend needs me or a friend wants to celebrate, I have the opportunity to say yes to that and to see new places and just get, you know, re-inspired and feel really engaged and stimulated with the world around me. I love it. I think that's awesome. Did you have anybody in your circle or your network that were, took a break that you kind of got into this or understood it more? 
Um, no. <laughs> so it is definitely a way more popular now than it was. But I kind of became a digital nomad by accident. So during my first career break, right, I sold pretty much everything. And I just traveled around the world for 20 months. So I was living a nomadic life, but I wasn't working while I was doing it. But I kind of got that practice and built that skill of just moving around and like becoming a better traveler, becoming a better solo traveler, moving through countries where I don't speak the language, I don't necessarily know the customs. And so I got much better at that. And so when I launched my um, my coaching business, right, when I finished my corporate life and I launched my coaching business, I now had the freedom and the flexibility to travel wherever I wanted. But I had that skill and that memory from before, but I didn't actually know anyone personally that was doing it. But I quickly, you know, started to find a few people here or there. And then doing that cruise, like mind-blowing just to be around 300 other people that we're doing the same thing in a different version of, this, of that, but like the same thing. And that was really inspiring for me to not feel like a weirdo and to just have great ideas and to see other people doing really awesome, fun, very freedom-based things. Awesome. I, again, I love it. I think it's, I think it's awesome. What do you think has been your, the skills that really, that it takes for somebody to one, decide to be a digital nomad, but really to take this, some people might call it a risk, but, you know, to, to look at life a different way. What do you think has been some of your skills that helped you be successful yeah. in this space? Oh, that's such a great question. You know, I think resiliency is one of the biggest skills you can have, right? That awareness that I have a lot of tools. I've done a lot of things, right? I'm sure all the people listening to this have done a lot of things and done really hard things. And remembering that you bring that version of you with you, right? So you can be resilient. You can lean on those tools that you have to figure things out. You don't need that path, you know, completely like laid out in front of you with a red carpet to make that move. But, you know, I think one of the other big skills I've had is perspective. I really see my life as this very um, precious moment, right? It is precious. And I don't want to take it for granted. And I think what I have come to realize is the risk of waiting for someone to give me what I want, to give me what I feel like I deserve, is a far greater risk than trying things out, than like following my heart. You know, I I feel like there's so much pain in this world because a lot of us are living lives that we think we should be living, but they are not the lives that we want to be living. And I think when more people find the courage, right, to really see their life as precious and short, and live into what they are here to live into, I think they contribute more to this world, right? I think they turn their light on. I think they bring with them new ideas and a lot of love for the people around them, for the community around them, for the world, for the planet, right? And so I think we're risking, we're always risking something when we say no, right? If you don't take a break, you can decide not to take a break, but you are risking the version of you that you could become. You are risking your health. You are risking your sanity. You're risking living a life that, never felt like it was yours to begin with. And knowing that secretly, it was all your own doing, which is a really terrible feeling to know that you had the power and you just didn't realize it, right? But I definitely think the resiliency and the perspective is a, is a valuable tool. And quite honestly, I've always sort of felt like an outsider. So, um, you know, I'm biracial and I grew up in a very small town in West Virginia. And, you know, it wasn't easy growing up feeling like I didn't fully connect and, you know, was kind of like made fun of for a lot of that and had a really hard time. And so I think I've realized at a very, the gift in that is realizing at a very young age, people are just sometimes not going to like you for things that are out of your control and that are just really silly. And so if we're living our lives for approval of others, for others to validate us, it's going to be a really, it's going to be a really fruitless endeavor, right? It is never going to work out the way that we think it will. So you got to make yourself happy and you have to live your own dreams. You got to go out there and try, right? There's so much waiting for you if you find the courage to just even take that first step. Absolutely. And it just reminds me that, you know, whether you, you go for your dreams or you don't, if you don't go for your dreams, the answer is always no. So people think like, well, what happens if it don't work? Well, if you don't try it at all, then it's it not working, work. right? Yeah, the exactly. Then it no. never works. <laughs> Spoiler, it never works. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so as I know you talked about your coaching business and what kind of clients do you work with? And I would imagine that some of the clients you work with, maybe you have to do some mindset work or mindset shift, you know, in regards to, to looking at this 
differently because it, it seems like it's, it, you know, yeah, that makes sense. I should take a break. I should go for my dreams. I should be happy. But then that battle of, but the world says you have to work. So, mm-hmm. you know, what, what kind of clients do you typically uh, work with or make them ideal clients for you? And does that consist of some kind of mind shift work? Oh, yes. So I would say it's probably 70, 75% mindset, right? For every client, there's a huge, huge, huge piece of mindset. Sometimes it's around money. Sometimes it's around success. Sometimes it's around permission. Sometimes it's a mix of all of those, but it's absolutely largely mindset related. And so, you know, my ideal client is someone who is mid-career, right? So most of my people that get the biggest impact and see the biggest result are people that are at an inflection point, right? They have achieved a lot or worked really hard to get to where they are. But when they look at their life, they have this feeling that they're at this crossroads and they really secretly don't want to choose more of the same, but they don't know how to divert and pivot to a different path. But they feel burned out or they have this big dream, right? And they're at this inflection point where they can make a change, but they're feeling like they're not sure how. Maybe they lack the confidence or belief that they can. But usually, you know, these people are mid-career. So they've definitely put in their time and they've worked really hard. You know, I myself am 42 and I would say, you know, my average clients are between 30 and 50, but probably most around that 35 to 45 range, but just basically like mid-career, you know, having had all that experience, but really wanting to change things and switch things up. But the other secret ingredient is that they're looking for a transformation, right? So if you're going to work with me, and you're going to do the mindset stuff on top of the planning stuff, it's because you want to access a higher version of you. You want a different result. You want life that feels different, that looks different, that feels so much more empowering and aligned with who you are, what you're here to do, and what you want to experience in life. And you're done doing it the old way, right? And so my framework in coaching people is heavily mindset. So, you know, I have the RSVP framework, which is reset, shift, vision, and plan. A lot of that is about resetting your habits, resetting the way that you think about the world, shifting your perspective so that you can RSVP for your dream. You can RSVP for that higher version of yourself. You can show the universe, right? I'm doing the thing. I'm showing up. Meet me halfway here. But like I'm doing the work to make that change. So those people and I are like magic and we create a lot of magic and a lot of transformation in in their life. Great. I like the RSVP, the RSVP framework. Yeah. So so what advice would you give somebody who's like, you know what, Katrina is speaking my language. I'm loving what she's talking about, but I need to prepare. (laughs) I need to, to, I need to, you know, I'll feel better if I prepare. So what kind of tips would you, and, and you covered this a little bit earlier, but what kind of tips would you give that person that said, you know what, I, I think I think I can do this, but I think I can do this in 2023. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I worked and saved for 18 months, right? So I'm not saying you have to do it tomorrow. So absolutely, you know, number one, get clear on your purpose and, you know, take a stab at figuring out what those themes are. Number two is look at your finances, like actually know your finances. Do you have savings that you could put to a break? If you don't, how much money are you spending each month and how much money are you saving and how long would it take you to save enough money to go on a break the way that you would want to go on a break? Like these are really important foundational things to know that keep you inspired, that keep you motivated, that keep you on track. And they also help you get that ball rolling as far as planning goes, you know, and you know, another thing not to overlook is the power of support, right? Whether that's, you know, an accountability partner or having a coach, you know, what, uh, what I can't illustrate enough or highlight enough strongly enough is that I had a life coach when I took my break. Now she was not a career break coach. She didn't know anyone that had taken a break. She didn't tell me to take a break, but I was really feeling stuck and kind of miserable in my second career post MBA and just feeling like I wasn't where I was supposed to be, but I had no idea how to change that or make it different. And so in months of working with her, I was able to shed all of these false beliefs that I had and these limiting thoughts and realize I just wanted to travel around the world and take time off, right? But I needed support to get to that empowerment and to have the awareness and to keep going and holding myself accountable to that dream, right? So don't underestimate the power of doing support. A lot of people that do this find some way to be supported. It's a very difficult thing 
to do by yourself. So if you're feeling like it's going to be hard, you're not alone because it is, but it is absolutely more than worth it. Awesome. That That's good. That's really good. Making sure you have that support. So with anything, viewers and listeners, make sure you have that support. So as Katrina was talking, drop it in the chat if you were like, you know what, I can do this and I need this. You know, drop in some of the takeaways that you have gotten from Katrina. Katrina, what do you do for your own personal development and growth? I know you are pouring into other people, into your clients and those that you come in contact with. But what do you do to, to keep yourself going as far as your personal development and growth? Yeah, that's such a great question. You know, I absolutely love coaching. I have a coach. Uh, you know, I've had them off and on, but I'm currently, I joined a mastermind and my personal edge for this was around relationships, which is so funny because the more I do the work in this mastermind, the more I realize my business life and my relationships are actually mirrors of each other and everything I'm working on in relationships is absolutely relevant to what I'm doing in business. But you know, that's where I needed to grow. That is the place. That's my current edge, right? That's the next frontier for me. And it just feels to me, it just feels so freaking nice to have somebody fully invested in my success, to hold space for me, to hear me, to help me clean all of the muck out of my brain so that I can get back to a place where I feel empowered and I feel that possibility. And so, you know, investing in people that are helping me think better thoughts, upgrade my thinking, upgrade my life, upgrade the results that that creates is absolutely important to me. So I definitely have invested in programs and coaching and masterminds. And I also, you know, I also love, I think travel does this as well, putting myself in a place where I'm meeting new people and being exposed to new ideas, new ways of doing things, taking time to learn, um, and really just expand my own horizon and perspective of what is possible for me and not only me, but my clients is, is really had an impact right on that development piece and continuing to grow. Nice. I love that. And, and viewers, as you all know, I always talk about that investing in yourself. So as you heard Katrina say, she is investing in herself with coaches and programs and masterminds and travel and, and putting herself in situations in which she can learn and grow. So Katrina, how can people get and stay connected with you? Maybe they heard you and they, and you are just the voice they have been waiting for. So how can they get and stay connected with you? Yes, absolutely. Come stay connected with me. Uh, you can find me on Instagram. I'm at kmcgee, K-M-C-G-H-E-E, -E, coaching. And you can find me on my website. I have a free training. You can schedule a call if you want to connect with me and find out more about what coaching looks like and what I do. And the website is Best Break Ever, which is hopefully easy to remember. So you can find me there, connect there, make time to chat, or you can just follow me on Instagram, see what I'm up to, get to know more about you know what I believe and how you can plan for a successful break. Awesome. So make sure you go and connect with Katrina, Best Break Ever. Because like I said, I know that people are overwhelmed and stressed out. And I think that you have some tools that can definitely help people overcome some of the, the workplace fatigue and stress. And like, is this all life has to offer me? And so I think that what you offer is, is great and actually is much needed now more than ever. Thank you so much. And I definitely agree. So, so fully. <laughs> so as we wrap up our show here, can you have one or two tidbits that you would like to leave the listeners and viewers with that they can implement right away? So we like to give our viewers practical tips that they can use and implement as they go on about their day. So what would be your, your tip or so that you would like to leave the viewers with? Yeah, I think one great tip is to practice baking space for yourself, right? So if a break is far away from you for, you know, perspective reasons or for financial reasons, practice putting what I like to call the white space on the calendar, practice scheduling ahead of time, one hour, one hour on a Friday, one hour on a Saturday where you have no plans and show up to that hour with no plans in mind. And ask yourself at the very beginning of the hour, what do I need right now? What would feel good to me? The answer might be a nap. 
It might be a run. It might be a walk in the park. It might be to call your best friend. It could be anything, right? But to get into the practice of creating space for yourself and not filling it by default, right? So that's, I think, a great tip as far as something everybody could do to like practice what does it feel like to be on a break or to really connect to myself and connect to what I need in that moment and just like honor where I'm at instead of being on the hamster wheel all the time. <laughs> I think that's great. Being intentional and creating the space, creating that space to even think is important and not being on the hamster's wheel. So I think that is awesome. So viewers and listeners, make sure that you create that space and think about that time. Think about uh, connecting with Katrina so that you can know and understand her RSVP framework so that you can recharge and refocus and get on with your next act or second act or maybe third act. So Thank you, Katrina. This was awesome. I really enjoyed having you in our studio tonight. Thank you. It was so much fun to be a part of it. I really appreciate hanging out with you. Awesome. Well, you are welcome to come back anytime. I'm going to follow you so I can see the different places that you go and see your journey. But I, I love your energy and I can tell having that reset and really uh, being able to do what you enjoy, you could, that your energy, you could tell it from, and I'm many miles away from you, but I can tell it that you are enjoying life and, and that your coaching and training works. Thank you so much. Well, thank you viewers for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson. We'll be back next week, same time, same place with another amazing mentor. Until then, have an awesome evening. Thank you, friends, for tuning in to another episode of Leadership Tidbits with Coach T. Wilson, where Taiwana speaks with leaders who share nuggets of wisdom that you can use in your personal and professional life. Follow her on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter at Coach T. Wilson. Connect on LinkedIn or visit www.coachtwilson.com. And remember, in life, learn as much as you can, appreciate often, and lead fearlessly.